Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Making Moves. I'm here today with me, myself, and I, and I'm so excited because it is 2023, and I don't know about y'all, but I am fired up for the new year. I feel like this is my year, and I feel like it's your year too, so buckle up. It's going to be a great New Year's resolution, motivating hype the fork up type episode. And before we get into the podcast, I just want to let you know, um, if you just want to hear the New Year's goals motivation type stuff um, right away, go ahead and skip to the 25, 26 minute mark. But if you want to hear the recap on my Aspen trip and crazy vlogmas extravaganza, then um, just go ahead and start listening now. I am just so beyond excited for this year. I don't know what has gotten into me. But I just really love a fresh start to begin with. And I really feel that going into this year. Um, I don't know. I feel like going back home for the holidays, it's always fun. But it's always like once I hit that mark of like, okay, it's been about a week here. I I like start, I don't know, falling into my old habits and not liking my attitude or the things that I've been doing. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this. But um, I'm back on my BS and I'm ready to be on my health and fitness grind. (laughs) I feel like sometimes that word gets a negative connotation, but I still like it. And I don't know, just be back on my BS. I went grocery shopping. I'm back in my routine. um, And I'm just really excited to kick off the year with a, a really strong start. And um, I hope you guys are too. So let's get into it. First of all, I just wanted to say thank you so much for sticking with me and, you know, like watching all of my stuff, especially if you're a YouTube viewer of mine and you kept up with all of my Vlogmas episodes and um, keep up with me on Instagram and TikTok and on this platform. I just wanted to like pause and say thank you so much for watching thank you so much for interacting thank you for being a sounding a soundboard for me thank you for being literally my internet friends and um genuinely couldn't live the life I do or do any of the things that I want to do without you guys I and I also couldn't you know make this content or you know have people help me to produce this content 
um, without you guys and you watching. And I, I just, I don't know. I feel like I've been feeling very grateful and thankful for you guys lately. And I don't tell you enough. And I know a lot of people do this and it's like, oh, thank you for my fans. But it's like, <laughs> genuinely, I feel like you guys are my friends and I'm so grateful. And I hope that we can kick ass this 2023 because it is our mother forking year. Okay. So I want to do a quick recap of how the rest of my year went because in December I didn't record that many podcasts because I was in my Vlogmas era, okay? So basically I was doing Vlogmas and then I went home on like about the 20th of December and this is when I fully entered my coloring phase, my coloring era, which is what we'll call it. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you absolutely need to, or YouTube, honestly. Subscribe, follow, do all the things, because it's lit over there. And by the way, if you're not subscribed to this podcast on YouTube, Making Moves, definitely do that right now, because it's way more fun watching it, in my opinion. Anyway, I entered my coloring, well, I've been in my coloring era for a while, but I feel like I took it to the next level, because I bought this thing called... It's the brand is OMY. I'm like, is it called Ami? I don't know. OMY, I got it from Amazon. I linked it in my stories and I will highlight it on my Instagram so you guys just can click that link. It's super easy. Um, but it is basically a massive poster that is a map of LA and they have a bunch of different ones. Like I just ordered a Under the Sea one. I just ordered an Atlas one. They have like a New York one. They have, I'm pretty sure like a Disney one, whatever. But it's really sick because it is this massive sheet slash poster of paper that is a massive coloring book in one poster. And I broke it out this holiday season and it was so fun. And I'm not even finished with it. I thought I was going to finish it in like one day and have all my friends come over. But I'm going to be so honest with you, Dirty Forkers. My friends... <laughs> some of them are not good at coloring. I put too much faith in some of my friends. Like including my brother. I, I'm just like, a tan color doesn't need to be the color of every house and hot dog and tree on this coloring thing. Like, I swear my brother, like, doesn't know how to color. And you would think it'd be so sim simple. He literally picked up the marker and was coloring everything on the iconic map coloring thing with a tan color. I'm like, could you not have at least picked a better color? Like maybe like a blue, maybe a green that matches what most trees are. He was coloring trees in a tan color. I'm like, bro, what? Like what? Where did we miss? Like what chapter did we miss in you in your coloring tactics? I don't know. I was I was uh, I think I put a little bit too much faith in some of my friends. But you know what? I'm so grateful because I some of them really did help me. And I think if I did it here, I'm I'm really wanting to do a challenge where to see if I can finish a whole new one. Maybe I'll do the under the sea one or something and have my LA friends come because they're so artsy and they they really know how to color. Some of the Midwestern men that came and helped me, I, I love them to death, but just coloring is another thing. And you know, that's on me, expecting them to know how to color correctly. So even though I pretty much thought everyone knew how to color. So yeah, that was really fun. I did a whole video of the about it on my YouTube channel. So definitely go check it out. But um, yeah, I just, I feel like coloring, the reason I'm so obsessed with it is because it genuinely relaxes me and it gets me off my phone because my phone 
is addicting and I'm trying to have a better balance with it. You know, how people say like work-life balance. I'm trying to have like phone life balance because the amount of unnecessary scrolling that I'm doing is baffling and it's not good for me or my mental health or my comparing issues because I feel like the more I scroll the more I compare myself to others and like comparison is the thief of joy and I truly believe that and it reigns true for me and I just am sick and tired of this stupid phone I only want to be using it for what it's like supposed to be used for aka texting my friends facetiming calling and then posting my own shit like why am I scrolling the house down boots and it's not even like I feel like it's passive scrolling I don't have a problem with actually like enjoying, you know, a good 30 minute TikTok session. Heck, I don't even care. Let's blow an hour on TikTok and vibe. I don't care or watch a YouTube video. But I'm so sick of just like passively. I feel like I'm getting sick of going like this. And if you're not watching the YouTube video, this is why you subscribe. Um, if you're just listening. But I'm like I'm doing the scrolling action. And it's like I feel like I, I, I'm like if I'm not into the video within the first 10 seconds. I don't even give it a chance. And then I go to the next one and I'm, I'm sick and tired of like training my brain to think that it's not good enough unless it wraps me in with the first two seconds, which is kind of the opposite of what I would tell you if you are a content creator, like you really need to wrap people in within the first couple of seconds. But I'm trying to train my brain that sometimes good things take time. And sometimes you just need to listen and quit. Just, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting sick of myself scrolling. So I did a lot of that. I'm trying to get better at that. Um, I've also been obsessed with athletic greens lately. If you've been watching my stories, I've been having it every morning without anything beforehand, which is like what you're supposed to do. It's just sometimes I like in the past wasn't listening. And I would have my coffee or I have a breakfast and then I'd be like, oh, I forgot to take my athletic greens. Now it's like routine, ritual. It's set in stone. I look forward to it. It genuinely makes my brain feel less foggy. And I'm not trying to sound like one of those like wellness gurus that's like, oh my God, it's like the fog in my brain. I feel like people say that all the time and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? It's like sometimes when people are like, oh my God, do you feel bloated the second after you eat a thing of broccoli? And I'm like, no, I, I how are people so in tune <laughs> with their bodies and bloating? I'm like, what? I didn't I didn't even think about that. But like athletic greens, it's the first time in my life I'm like, am I a wellness guru? Like I feel like it makes me feel snatched by just drinking it. And I guess I guess that's what de-bloating is. I guess I'm just jumping on the bloating train. Like I it's amazing. And then it also just clears my I feel like I'm just happier. When I drink it. This is not an ad, by the way, but I'm obsessed with it. I had it this morning, and I'm just, like, on fire right now. I also got to hang out with my best friend Libby when I was home, which was super fun. Catch up with all my hometown friends. Um, we went bowling, which was super fun. Um, for some reason, like, everyone in my hometown is obsessed with bowling because there's really not much else to do when it's freezing cold out. So that was super fun. And then I was so lucky to go to Aspen for New Year's Eve. Genuinely, you guys, I think that was my favorite skiing trip I've ever been on. Um, the group could not have been better. I think so much 
of a trip has to do with the group and the people you're with. I mean, that's what they say. It's like life isn't about what you're doing. It's about the people you're with. And everyone was awesome. Everyone added value. There wasn't that one dud on the group. I feel like there's always that one person that everyone's like, oh, God, they're always late. They're always um, just a pain in the ass or whatever. Or they're not, not helpful or whatever the case is. There's always one of them. And I can't think of one person. I mean, unless it was me. <laughs> Um, which I don't think it was, but, uh, it was super duper fun and I don't know. I feel like I just really let loose and got to hang out with great people and then also got to ski a little bit and Aspen is just absolutely adorable. If you have not been, I highly recommend going. I also felt really accomplished because I've had Aspen on my vision boards for the past couple of years. I've always wanted to go there. Growing up, I went to Beaver Creek, a few other places in Colorado to ski. I went to Park City. I went to Whistler. But I had never been to Aspen. And, um, yeah, it lived up to the hype. It also has that, like, bougie flair. But my favorite thing about it is it didn't feel like Beverly Hills, like, like where you feel like you can hardly walk into a store and, like, not make a mess. With Aspen, it was – it had character to it. All the buildings, like all of the stores, like whether it was Aviator Nation or Prada or Kimosabi or whatever the store was or Starbucks, like it all had that cute Aspen brick or stone and it. It just didn't look like your typical, I don't know, shopping area. Like everything about it was so cute and unique to Aspen, which I really loved. I also love going to a place with people that have already been there because they know all the hot spots, they know all the local spots. Like I'm not one of those people that when I'm traveling somewhere new, like I don't want to go to Cheesecake Factory. I, I love Cheesecake Factory, like slay the brown bread, so good. But I like going to the local spots. I like going to the places that are unique to that city um, or place. And Aspen was just, I don't know, it was all around awesome. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 Hard Challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most, is Liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave Liquid IV. Like, the lemon-lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it, and it's just so good. Like, a nice, cold, crisp glass of Liquid IV. Oh my gosh, Mwah! sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. 
So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. (laughs) But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. We ended up flying into Denver because the flights were way cheaper, which, by the way, I guess I should explain the group if you don't know. Um, It was me, Ashley, her boyfriend, Alicia, Matt, Matt King, my cousin, Patricia, his fiance, who I adore, our friend Murph, um, Dean and Kaylin. And I think that was our group. And then my other friends were there in a separate group, Connor and Hunter and Kylie and like a bunch of other people um, that they're friends with that I got to meet. I also love meeting new people. But um, it was so fun because they go there every year. So they knew what they were doing and like where to tell us to meet them. And um, yeah, it was an absolute blast. But anyway, going back, we flew into Denver and um, it was just so funny because I, I've never traveled with like Matt, Patricia, Alicia and Murph. Like it was such a random group and I felt like my worlds were merging, which is super fun. And, uh, we fly in with all this equipment. So we had all of our snowboards, all of our ski gear, uh, these huge bags and stuff full of like all of our puffers and shit like that. And we had to rent a car because Aspen's about four hours away and we like got we rented an airbnb and um the car we ended up getting was the biggest i'm pretty sure it was a cadillac escalade that they had it was the biggest car they had on the lot that avis car rental had because we had that much luggage i mean it was absolutely insane we initially paid for the an extra like storage bin on top but this cadillac what, what's it called? An Escalade. This Escalade was so effing big that we ended up somehow like playing Tetris with our bags and fitting everything into the back in one piece. And it was hilarious because I was driving it. <laughs> I drove us four hours in the snow all the way from Denver to Aspen and then all the way back from Aspen to Denver. And you might be saying, okay, TK, big forking whoop. Well, It was also getting dark and I've driven large vehicles before, but I have never driven 
an Escalade this big in my life. It felt like I was driving a bus, but it was awesome. I felt like I was seeing myself in the future, like taking the kids to soccer practice, taking the kids to school, taking my kid to a sleepover, taking them to basketball practice. Like I was thriving. And instead of having suitcases in the back, I was looking forward to having orange slices in the back and Capri Suns and Rice Krispie treats. So, yeah, I was thriving. I also, my seat, it was so funny. Anytime any of the guys would try to get in the driver's seat to drive us, like, down to the slopes or whatever, they're like, who the hell was driving this? Because it was, like, so high up and close to the steering wheel because I like to feel like I'm very up high when I'm driving. I don't know. I, I feel like that's a girly thing. But I'm an SUV girl. I feel like I can't imagine myself ever not having an SUV, knock on wood. But yeah, it was so fun. Um, I will say the roads were a little icy and scary to drive. And I feel like because most of the group is from like California or Texas or Alabama, they're all like, TK, you got this. You know how to do snow. And thankfully, um, I just grew up driving the snow, especially because my mom's from Canada. Like I've learned the ways of a true Canadian. So, you know, I was like, this is how I'm contributing to the trip. And I was happy to do so. And it was so fun. Um, I I also don't mind a car ride, especially when I'm driving because I do get car sick, like being in the back. So I was like, this is the best of both worlds. I'm having a blast. And I don't know. I like being like in charge, feeling like I'm in control. And typically on group trips, I kind of take a back seat. So that was my moment to shine and ultimately show off. <laughs> I'm kidding, but not really. Um, so yeah, that was super fun. A few highlights of the trip were... Oh my gosh. I love skiing. I loved um, going out in Aspen. I was not expecting to go out and have as much fun um, as I did, which was a blast. Um, a low light was poor Ashley ended up hurting her her shoulder. I think she dislocated it and then fractured her shoulder and or collarbone. I don't know exactly, but hopefully um, she has a speedy recovery. That was a low light, but um, she has such a good attitude. So she's powering through. Oh my gosh. I feel like there's so much that happened to the trip that I honestly wish I could like spill the tea on, but maybe that's for another podcast. Oh, oh my gosh. I went to Kimosabi, which is where all of the housewives go. Um, if you aren't a housewife stan, I'll just give you the brief rundown. Basically, on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they always go to Aspen because I'm pretty sure Kyle Richards has like a house there and some of the some of the housewives do. So they went there on one of the episodes and they went to this hat store called Kimosabi, which I fell in love with because one, I'm like a cowgirl at heart and I love like a big hat and hats in general. You guys know I wear like a hat almost every day. So I was so excited to go and um, we end up going and some of the housewives were even there, which I was screaming, crying, throwing up over. That was definitely a highlight of the trip. Um, I did not say hi to any of them because I was a little too shy or scared. Honestly, I didn't want to bug them. Like I adore them and I love them. But for some reason, I'm like, ah, I don't want to meet you. Like I don't want to ruin this great thing we already have. I like being a fan from afar and um, honestly, I didn't want to like ruin their family vacation. So yeah, I just was in there. I got my hat. I got to see um, on the show, 
They in Kimosabi basically they have this bar that's like on the second floor, and apparently like, you can only go there if you're a special customer. And one of the girls I was with knew some of the Kimosabi workers, so we were so lucky to go up there. And at the bar, there was like this all this drama because Kathy Hilton and Lisa Rinna were arguing over which tequila they wanted, and <laughs> Lisa Rinna went up to the bar and was like, I would like to try my friend Kendall Jenner's tequila, which is 818. And Kathy Hilton threw a fit because she wanted her to drink hers. And anyway, on the two tequilas that <laughs> were in Kimosabi, um, it was hilarious because they had them right next to each other, Kathy and Kendall's tequila, and they had a big name tag attached to it with a ribbon and it said Kendall's tequila and Kathy's tequila. So it was funny that they like played into the, the joke. And um, I ended up getting my first ever like real big girl cowgirl hat from Kimosabi, which was so awesome. It's a Stetson. For all my cowgirls out there, you probably know. I You probably know of this brand. I got a Stetson hat, which um, it is a typical cowgirl hat. If you follow me on Instagram, you'd see me wearing it. And I picked out some like cool leather strap to go around it I you get to customize the entire hat so I got to you know shave off the sides if I wanted it a little smaller I got it custom fitted to my head which I've never had a cowgirl hat fit me as well as my kimosabi one like I'm literally obsessed with it I'm gonna wear it tonight um and then I put this like kind of ombre silver brown gray blue silk around it underneath my leather strap and then I got to pick out the feathers and then I also branded it which I was living my Yellowstone fantasy um I I put TK obviously my initials on the side and then on the inside I put a really cute cowboy like engraving that I branded um in it and it's just so cool and so fun it's such a awesome custom experience while you're shopping and let me just tell you um it was a small fortune but I was saving up for it because I knew I wanted to splurge and like have the full experience while I was there in Aspen and then I was also like in house in my housewives fantasy so it was super fun I was like this is me manifesting I'm on housewives one day we'll see <laughs> um but yeah that was a blast and now I have this hat that can live on with me forever. And one of my favorite things to do on trips, especially places I've never been, is splurge on something. Because I'm not much of a shopper, but when I have my eyes set on something or when I'm on a trip, like I like it to be a moment, an experience, a fun thing I get to do with people. And I was with my friend Murph and I was also with uh, my friend Kaylin and we were like all doing it together and like coming up with our hats. And it was just like such a fun experience that I was like, you know what, this is worth it. And I'm going to have this cowboy hat forever. And I honestly wear cowgirl hats all the time. So I'm so excited and I recommend even if it's just like a little shot glass or something fun. It's like a fun story when one day, you know, you're at your house and you're pouring shot glass and someone's like, this is so cool. Where'd you get it? And you're like, dude, I got it in Aspen. It was such a great trip. And I like things that have a story along with it. One more thing before I forget about Aspen that we did play. It's this game called Telestrations, which all obviously you guys are like, TK, we know what motherfucking Telestrations is. It's kind of like charades, but you're drawing it, if that makes sense. But anyway, we... Kaylin and Dean brought a dirty version of Telestrations. It was like the adults only. It was the funniest thing and like funniest game I've ever played 
in my life. I mean, imagine like someone saying an inappropriate thing. Like, for instance, one of the words would be like boobs. Okay. And then you would have to draw that. And it was just so funny because some of the stuff would be like doggy style. And then you'd have to draw that if that makes sense. So very like sexual, funny things, but imagine drawing it. And it's so weird. Like as an adult, I don't draw that much. So trying to conceptualize what I want to draw and then actually trying it was hilarious because none of us are the best at drawing. Um, but it was so fun. And then after you draw it, the next person has to guess what it is. And it's kind of like telephone, I guess is a better way to describe it. It's like telephone, but you're drawing it and guessing it and drawing it and guessing it. So yeah, that was an absolute blast. Um, I am absolutely going to buy Telestrations After Dark. I think that's what it's called. Um, and yeah, that was super fun. It was such an amazing way to ring in the new year. Um, I was so grateful to go to Aspen. I immediately want to go back. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited about the new year. So let's get into it, baby. New year, new me. Not really, but a better version of me. I'm one of those people that loves to do resolutions, goals, intentions. I like to set it all for the new year. But one of my favorite things out of all of those options is to come up with three words for the new year because I feel like it's just concise, it's powerful, it's to the point. I think when you're all over the place and you have too many goals, it's hard to hone in and decide exactly what you want. So I like a game plan and the game plan for me this year were mainly the three words. So my words for the year are momentum, healthy, and risk. And the reason I came up with these three words are because, I don't know, I felt like they covered a bunch of different areas in my life. Um, momentum, I chose that because I feel like I've been lacking it lately. I've been, I've been focusing too much on the negative and not using the positive, even if it's like a tiny, tiny, tiny win. A win is still a win. And I used to always use that momentum. Like anything that wasn't good, it didn't even cross my mind. I was like, whatever, I'm still, I'm banking on this one win. And um, I feel like I lost that spirit a little bit and I want to regain that back. So momentum is really big for me. And I'm just trying to focus on the positive and always, you know, be moving forward with that positive energy and mindset and mo just momentum in general, I feel like is what gets people through tough times. A, a similar word to momentum that speaks to me is progress. And I feel like I've been very fixated on like these insane goals that I have instead of celebrating again, my tiny wins um, or the progress I've made since last year. Like in to be honest, like there were a lot of things on my vision board from last year that I didn't hit. And I was like debating on whether I wanted to talk about this or not because it's kind of embarrassing. Like the year before I literally hit everything and way more. And then this year I didn't hit a lot of things I had. But the problem is a lot of the goals or intentions that I had set were absolutely like ridiculous. And I'm not one to like dumb down people's goals because I'm like, shoot for the motherfucking stars, baby. Like we got this. But I think I need to be a little bit more realistic or at least celebrate 
the tiny wins as well, just as much as I celebrate or put pressure on the big goals. So that being said, I am really focusing on momentum and just a little progress every day is what will help me reach my big goal ultimately. And um, yeah, I don't know. It just really speaks to me right now. And it's been a word that's been popping up in my head a lot. And I just, I want it to be, I want people to feel my energy when they're around me. I want them to feel like I have momentum and want, I want people to like feel that energy come around me and want to be a part of it and move forward with me a little bit each day. And I don't know, I feel like especially in this social media world, people are fast to rise and they're also fast to fall. And I used to wish so badly, like I would be like, oh, I just want a million followers on this or I want a million dollars in my bank account or I want like, and a million's a lot. Like I know now we're like, oh, it's so easy to get a million followers on TikTok. Like to a degree compared to how it once was, yes. Is it easier than it once was? Yes, but it's still not easy and it still is a big task. And in fact, sometimes it's a huge task. And um, if I hit a million on anything, that would be a huge accomplishment for me. I'm not gonna dumb down someone hitting a million. That's forking fabulous. And I don't know, I feel like I used to be like, why am I not hitting this? Or why am I not doing this? Or why am I not getting this opportunity? And it's like, dude, good things take time. Let's, first of all, look back on the entire year and see what you did accomplish and what progress you did make and what did you learn from that. And sometimes I think years in your life or there's seasons in your life where they're meant for you to brew, like coffee brewing. I think they're meant for you to brew and start stirring up some shit. And then um, when you're ready and when it's time, the coffee comes out. I don't know if that's a good <laughs> good analogy or uh, you know example, but I feel like sometimes it's you're meant to sometimes it's good to fluster a little. Sometimes it's good to wonder. Sometimes it's good to be scared or stressed out or I don't know. Sometimes I enjoy being a little like why isn't this happening? What's going on? Because I know that's me brewing and figuring shit out and that will make that big goal so much more rewarding once I hit it because sometimes it's nice to be in the unknown or not know what you're doing. I think a lot of people can relate to this when they graduate college and they're entering the real world. I went through it. My brother's going through it right now. I've seen it firsthand with like all of my friends. People are so quick to think like their world is ending when they're just going through a moment of Shit, I don't know what the fork's going on. And sometimes that's okay. It's okay to be a little flustered. It's okay to not know what's happening because that's where the magic happens. That's when, you know, necessity is the mother of invention takes place. And you create something that you otherwise never would had you not been in that position of flustering or chaos or confusion. Um, And that's really when your true intentions and gut and heart take over and they're like, okay, where do we want to go from here? What do we want to do? And you let like the universe or God or whatever you believe in, 
kind of also take control and lead you down a path that maybe you otherwise wouldn't have ever thought of or planned. I feel like a lot of times I have a game plan for my life and it always goes in the opposite direction, but even in a better way that I could have imagined. And I'm I'm trying to like lean into that this year and I don't know, just celebrate those tiny wins and use momentum to my advantage. So that is one of my words. The next word um, that I am using in 2023 is risk. I feel like I've been a little too comfortable this last year. And I don't know. I don't like it. I feel like I've lived here, what, like almost eight years now. And I'm not kidding you, probably seven of those years, I was massively uncomfortable. Like, I know it probably looked like I had my shit together. I didn't. Um, I'm good. I'm real. I'm realizing this. I'm really good at acting like I'm fine. I'm unbothered. I have my shit together. I'm happy. Like I'm very good at masking when I'm upset or shit's hitting the fan or whatever. And um, I think that those seven years or so or six or seven years, I was so uncomfortable, but I was good at like acting like I had my shit together, which has its pros and its cons. But um, I, I was always uncomfortable. Like I was always taking risks, not because I wanted to, because I had to. Um, I had no friends. So I had to reach out to people that I was like, it, it was risky. I was like, oh God, are they going to think this is weird? Um, I had to apply to jobs I didn't want to and, and be risky and, you know, take interviews to jobs that I wasn't qualified for, but I still, I was taking a risk. I was like, you know what? We'll see what happens. We'll see if this is in the cards for me. And um, I want to get back to that risky behavior that I once had um, and, you know, be uncomfortable. I feel like I found a really solid group of friends um, that are it's amazing because I think it's so rare in L.A. to find reliable people like I probably have like 10 plus, maybe 20 plus people now where if I knock on wood, got in a car accident and my I was on the side of the road and I, you know, I don't have parents here. So I would have to call someone to come help me or whatever the case is. Let's say something bad happened. I have 10 plus people I can think of probably that would actually come and help me. And I know it wouldn't be that much of an inconvenience to them, if at all. They would be they would drop their things in an instant and help. And I know that they could call me too, which is awesome. And I'm so grateful for that. But I don't want just because I have that to stop me from make potentially even finding 10 or 20 more other people like that that I could rely on in other areas of my life or learn something new from. Or maybe I'm just there for them to learn something new from me or I'm just there to help them. Um, that's another thing I have a big desire to do this year is like help others um, get involved more in my community with charity, volunteering, et cetera. We'll get into that in another episode. I don't even know exactly where I want to head in that direction. But if any of you guys have any charities or um, volunteer opportunities or things regarding that 
nature that you think would be a good fit for me and where, you know, I align myself with, um, please let me know and comment down below on this YouTube video if you know of anything. I'm really big into like women's health and charity and Planned Parenthood. I'm really into um, mental health stuff. I'm really into children. I, I, I don't know. Anything regarding that that you think would be a good fit in an organization, please comment down below. Love animals too. Um, I don't know. I want to find something I'm truly like feel called or really passionate about. So if you have any ideas, let me know and I'll, I'll look through them. But um, yeah, I've just, I've been wanting to take more risks uh, professionally. I've also wanted to take more risks in the gym um, to be blunt. I feel like this last year I've just cruised my way through my health and fitness routine and just, you know, done my typical things that make me comfortable and get the job done. But I, this year I really want to like push myself and be uncomfortable. I feel like I used to be like, let's see if I can beat my record or whatever. And it's okay. Like I feel like at the end of last year I was going through it and mentally I couldn't push myself to do that. But now I'm ready to do that and push myself. I just this weekend literally went to Santa Monica to run a few miles with my brother. He ended up running a half marathon. I ended up running like five-ish miles and then walked another five. And it was so fun pushing myself and being like, holy shit, I can run five miles. Like Never in a million years did I think I could do that with the current um, state I am in physically. But I'm like, I think I could run a half marathon if I genuinely trained for it. So I don't know. I want to push myself in that department. Um, I want to push myself to be a better friend and, you know, take risks more just in all aspects of life. Um, even as simple as taking a risk of trying a new meal or um, – recipe to make um even I feel like I found my spots which is so comforting in the city like I found my coffee spots I've found my restaurants my bars my friends etc my my spots and now I'm like okay I haven't tried something new in a while we your brain loves when you try something new it's good for you and also makes me feel so accomplished and so good and not everything's gonna be a hit but one miss means it's leading me to the next win or next hit. And same with um, guys. I feel like I have not been taking many risks when it comes to men lately. And I used to do it all the time. I used to be such a risky gal and I would send a risky text or do a risky. I don't know. I just I, I want to put myself out there more and see what happens. So that's my other word. And then my other my last word of 2023 is healthy and the reason it's healthy and not like consistency in the gym or sh stuff like that is because I'm trying to find a healthy balance with a lot of things in my life, whether it's work, whether it's friends. And especially, you know, with my gym and eating habits, I feel like I in the past have restricted myself a lot um, or I would, oh gosh, like even with friends or family members or whatever, I was either like all in or all not in. And I'm like, I'm trying to find a healthy balance with everything, like with dating, with, uh, you can do it all, but you just need to have a healthy balance. So I'm trying to get 
better at that as well and implement that into my lifestyle genuinely instead of being like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this one fad diet or routine or whatever for like 30 days. Um, I love a challenge. I love a 30 day whatever, but I am trying to change my whole lifestyle. So that's what my three words are, momentum, risk, and healthy and um, yeah, I'm really excited for the new year. If right now you're listening to this and you haven't thought of your three words, I just want to remind you, don't overthink it. I feel like a lot of times three words will come to my mind and I'm like, those aren't good enough or like those don't sound cool enough or smart enough or whatever. And it's like, just go with your gut because your gut knows. And I'm trying to like lead more with my gut instead of trying to outsmart myself because I'm always dumb <laughs> and your gut is smart. So don't overthink it. Go with your gut, you know, make a list and immediately write 10 things, 10 words, and then narrow it down to three. You got this. I'm excited for you. Um, another thing in the new year that I'm really excited about that my mom, shout out Kelly King, came up with is she texted Phil and I which is my brother. And she goes, hey guys, um, I want to start doing Sunday team meetings with the both of you. This is like such a professor thing to do. <laughs> my mom's a professor, which is funny. She goes, I want to start having team meetings with you guys every Sunday, like via Zoom or phone or phone call. Um, and we're going to do a recap. And these are the things you need to come prepared with. So one of the things is, who is someone new that you met this week? Um, the second thing is, what's something new you learned? Number three is, how did you get outside of your box? Number four is, what are your accomplishments from last week? And number five, what are your goals for this week? So it's five really quick, really easy, to the point prompts. And I genuinely recommend that you do this with whether it's your best friend, whether it's your roommates, your parent, an aunt, an uncle, anyone, your coworkers. I think it is such a good, genius, simple, doable exercise to do. And also a great way to catch up with my family. Because I feel like a lot of times, like I talk to my parents all the time, but setting almost like family goals together and like holding each other accountable and knowing the next week we're going to regroup. And it was cool because when we had the Zoom, my mom was kind of like writing down what everyone was saying. And I'm so excited for when this year passes. And I just know we're going to keep up with it because all three of us are just like, it's my brother and my mom and I are um, going to hold each other accountable. But I'm so excited for the end of 2023 to look back on oh my gosh, what were my goals and did I accomplish any of them? Because I feel like this is the best recipe for setting realistic goals. Like what's a goal you're trying to accomplish this week versus like sometimes I look at a year and I'm like, I could be the next Elon Musk. Like I, I literally like I'm such a big dreamer. It's like, okay, what's realistic? What can I actually do this week? And what it makes you think like, what do I actually want to accomplish this week instead of, I feel like sometimes in the mornings I'm thrown out with so many texts and emails and calendar invites. And I'm sure you guys relate to this and, you know, friends being like, you need to come to this birthday. We need to go to this. We're going to this game, whatever. And life sometimes is like hits you with a slap in the face. And 
this exercise is helping me slap life in the face and taking control of like, okay, I just have to accomplish this one or two things this week. What can I actually do? So I wanted to share with you guys what I put. Yeah, my mom said, all I want, I, and I want to do some squad time with you guys. We, we call it our squad or team meeting. Pretty funny. But um, if you guys are interested in doing this exercise with me, maybe I can do a little thing on Instagram or the podcast. Let me know. I think it could be really fun. Um, so I'm going to run through my prompts. And um, I encourage you to do this by yourself or write write the prompts down right now. And you can do them after this podcast. And you know what? DM them to me. I would love to see yours and I will hold you accountable. And then DM me. Let's, let's start a group DM. That's a good idea. Okay. Accomplishments from last week. The long run with Phil was one of them. And then I had a call with my financial advisor about investing. And um, I feel like I've been putting that off for a while because I want to do something with some of my savings and I want to invest. And it was a great call with him. So I'm taking action and moving forward with that. So I feel like sometimes I put my finances um, not on the back burner, but sometimes because I don't know much about finance and taxes and stuff in general because I didn't study that in college and they don't teach you jack shit um, growing up. I feel like sometimes it like scares me and I want to be so on top of that this year. And I feel like if I'm starting off the year doing that, it's it's already a good indicator for how the rest of the year will go regarding finances and money and numbers. So I'm like, that was a big accomplishment for me. Um, my goals this week are to actually follow up with the call, the finance call and, um, you know, have another call, decide where I want to invest the money, et cetera. Um, that's probably boring for you guys. Number two is to uh, get my Apple Watch. I got an Apple Watch for Christmas and I still have yet to go in the Apple store. So that's just like a small goal of mine. Um, I'm really excited to track my steps. Number three is to make my like year long game plan. I feel like I haven't sat down with myself and really done that yet. So I really want to do that this week before it gets too late and it feels like, ah, I should have done that in the new year. I also want to film a video. Um, and number four is finish planning my trip in February. I'm going on a really big trip out of the country in February. I'm so excited. I'll probably tell you guys in the near future, but there's a lot of planning and prep I need to do for that, including I had to get a bunch of uh, vaccines. So I already checked that off the list, but I need to finish and finalize booking everything. Um, the new connection that I made this week are someone that I might be rooming with on the big trip. Um, I met her and then two of Phil's friends. Um, I met them on the Santa Monica Pier and it was great to meet them. Their names are Bella and Jillian, I think. And I don't know. It's fun. I feel like normally I'm introducing Phil to all of my LA friends. So it's cool to be introduced to some of his LA friends. Um, number four, how did you get out of your box? Um, I got out of my box by going to Aspen because I had never been there and it was a new new place uh, with a new group so that was really fun and then I also got out of my box by getting a bunch of these <laughs> vaccines and medical things set up all on my own especially with my like finding the doctor like thank god for ZocDoc 
Obviously, that's the ad on this, which is so funny. But seriously, ZocDoc is amazing. Finding the doctor on my own, figuring it out, getting my vaccine records from my previous doctors in Indiana, and doing that all alone, big girl stuff without my parents. Some of you are probably like, LOL, TK. I've been doing that for a while. But um, I feel like I haven't had to fully, like, do something like that on my own, you know, and transferring my medical records. Um, so that was, that got me out of my box and I felt it was actually way easier than I thought it would be. So slay. Um, and then the last thing was what's something new you learned. So I learned about (laughs) going back to my finance call liquid assets. Some of you guys are probably like, Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. TK, you didn't know what that is. Um, that was awesome. I learned about a few other investing opportunities. I learned, I watched this documentary called Weight of Gold that my friend Murph recommended me. And it was actually really sad. I wasn't expecting it to be so sad. It was about Olympic athletes and like the trials and tribulations they go through. But I didn't realize how little, if anything, that Olympic athletes get paid. Like, I'm sorry. You're telling me that the best athletes in the motherforking world are hardly getting paid anything? Like some of them apparently literally have other jobs while they're training for four years to go to the Olympics once in their life and potentially win a gold. Apparently, if you don't even win a gold, it's like, okay, kick rocks, dude. Like in their eyes, they're like, it's like you don't nothing happens. And I'm I'm just I find that so unbelievably ridiculous, especially I feel like there's so many female unless you play in the NBA or the NFL, like you are not making much money, which is baffling to me because I'm like, you are the best in the world. You should be making way more money, in my opinion. That's just what I think. But um, yeah, I just realized, I guess, how little Olympic athletes get paid and how much pressure is on them for four years of training to like perform once. Like what if you just have a have a bad run, have a bad day. I'm like the amount of times under pressure where everyone forks up every once in a while, I can't even imagine. So that kind of opened my eyes to that. That's what I learned. And I also learned how to drive a massive Escalade in the snow. So Slay, if anyone needs me to (laughs) drive a massive car in the snow, I am confident in doing so. I was a little nervous. I had some Presho cargo. I had some Alicia Marie in there. Could not fork up driving the Escalade. So, yeah, that was super fun activity that I did with my mom. So, yeah, I need to accomplish those goals. Otherwise, my mom and brother are going to give me shit. Another thing that another resource that I love to recommend in the new year is Jen Adkins intentions list. I actually went to it last night and she has a template for it on Instagram now. I will actually put these on the screen if you're watching the YouTube video. Um, Basically, she has always done this every year and she finally made little templates for it, which I think Jen Adkin is such a beast. She is so on her shit and such an inspiration and so cool. Um, And she does this thing every year where she writes down her intentions in a different like format than I've ever seen before. So the first one was... What would I do in 2023 if there was no way to fail? And so she has six months. I would have, colon, 
uh, B colon and do colon. So you kind of fill in the blanks. So I actually filled these in. Um, oh my God, this is kind of embarrassing to admit some of these, but <laughs> I'll tell you some of them. In 12 months, I would do more hosting gig gigs and videos. I've always wanted to maybe tap into acting or traditional media. I don't know. It's something that's always just like been in the back of my mind that I've always wanted to tap into or try. If I don't like it, I don't freaking like it. Um, I have a lot of hosting on here. Uh, in six months, do a half marathon. I think I could do it. I just need to devote myself to it. Um, B a host for another show. Obviously, I have my own show, Making Moves, but I, I really think I would be a killer host for like a game show, a sports-related show, a trivia show. I'm sick and tired of all these male hosts. We need some females up in here, ABC, NBC, CBS, MTV, ESPN, Prime, Amazon. Hit me the fork up, NFL Network. Oh, can we talk about how I need a Gatorade brand deal this year? I give them way too much free promo. And honestly, I don't mind it because I love this water bottle. This is my new pink water bottle. I used to use the green one and everyone would make fun of me because it's not aesthetic enough. But I'm like, you know what? Who cares? But Jen also has some amazing other um, templates. Like one of them is 2023 intentions. I want to quit blank. I want to learn I want to try, I want to have, I want to start um, under I want to start. I have being a freak about my finances and investing slash saving for my future house. Um, I want to continue to run outside more and cook healthy meals. I'm going to stop comparing myself to others. Um, I want to try to join a tennis league. I want to quit eating junk food at night like I always do. <laughs> Um, stuff like that. Um, another one is that she has our 2023 intentions, personal, then she has three slots, health, three options, career, three options, recreational, home, and spiritual. Um, and I just think it's a great format to really game plan your year and your future. And um, they've always worked well for me. So I just wanted to recommend them to y'all. Um, and then, of course, I have, I know I did a video on my New Year's resolutions or goals, but I thought of a few more last night, so just wanted to share them. Um, this, these have no rhyme or reason behind them. I didn't overthink it. I was just last night writing down shit I want to get better at. So I'm going to spill the tea. One is getting out of my bubble. I already kind of touched on that today host way more so more hosting gigs more hosting opportunities I'm like does that mean I need to find a publicist is, is that their job do I just need to game plan that with my management I don't know where that lies do I just need to put that out in the energy of the universe I don't know I just I want to host more I want to do more rapid fire questions on my on this show on my YouTube channel I want to go on Hollywood Boulevard I need to get a mic. I, I, there's a lot of things about there that are brewing and I want to take action on. Um, I want to have more fun. I want to be a runner. I want to be a better listener. I want to gain my confidence back. Um, I feel like this second half of the, of the year in 2022, I was like going through it, lost my confidence, lost some motivation, lost my momentum. 
was negative, was angry, was confused. It was just not a good vibe. And I'm trying to gain that confidence back. Um, I want to cook more. I want to visit old friends, travel, save money, be a minimalist. Uh, Now, I'm not even going to lie. There's no way I'm ever going to fully be a minimalist. But I want to get better at that, get rid of shit. I don't need as much stuff. Um, Stuff ultimately isn't what makes you happy. It's people and relationships and things like that. Um, Host a trivia show. Host a show. Host for NFL. Um, Focus on YouTube shorts. Focus on original short form content. Have fun creating. Um, Respond to boys. (laughs) Go on more dates. Um, get a boyfriend. Um, take dating seriously. I feel like I, you know what? I've interviewed a lot of women on the show and just in real life. I feel like I've been really blessed to be in some cool rooms with some awesome women. And a lot of them told me they wish they would have taken dating serious more seriously when they were younger. And I think it's easy to hear that when I'm like, I'm younger and I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. Like, I'm still so young, but I don't know. I just, I want to take it more seriously because I don't want to be alone for my entire life. Like that's my biggest fear. And the only way I can actually make that happen is by trying and putting myself out there and not, you know, writing people off right away. I feel like because I have good friends and I have a good thing going and I have my career's on the right track and things like that. I'm like, Life is good. I don't need a man. And just because I don't need one doesn't mean I don't want to work to getting one that I want to build a life with. I don't know. I'm just trying to think for the future, um, for future TK. She will thank me. So, yeah, those are some of my goals and resolutions. I hope that you guys are just as motivated and excited for 2023 as I am. I'm so excited to do this year with y'all. I am so pumped for the show and the direction this podcast is going in. I can't wait to interview, you know, a lot more creators, a lot more people in this industry and a lot more business owners and just people I am inspired by and look up to. Um, please comment in this video or leave a review who you would love to hear and have on this podcast. I'm excited to get closer to you guys, um, be more open. And I definitely recommend taking the time to at least do the, do the Kelly King mom exercise and send me a DM, shoot me a DM of what your, you know, the things you're, the goals you have for this week and what, who's someone you met and what's something new you learned. I would love to know and chat with you via DM on Instagram. My Instagram is at TK's Juicy Polls. And I love you guys and appreciate you so much. And we're going to do the damn thing. This is our year. I'm so excited. And let's do it. Cheers to 2023. I'm so excited. Um, and be sure to make someone's day this week. That's the... That's the key for the year. Make someone stay. Love you guys.